Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Oh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. At Consumer Cellular, you get the same exact coverage as the largest carriers, but for up to half the cost. Same thing, up to half the cost. Up to half the cost for the same thing. 50% the money for 100% the same thing. I hope I'm making myself clear. Consumer Cellular. When freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. Half the cost savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single-line 5-gigabyte data plan with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single-line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plan offered by T-Mobile and Verizon May 2023. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us this Thursday edition. We are down in the great state of Texas. This week they are celebrating Texan independence, which I believe is March. I mean, and Texans are going to be angry at me for not knowing this 100%. I believe it's March 2nd, right, Buck? Indeed. Uh, going back to 1836, which was the year of the Alamo. Uh, we are here at KTRH in Houston. You ever been to the Alamo before, Buck? I have not, actually. I I was a nerd as a kid. It's probably not going to surprise people listening right now. And one of the things that I was obsessed with was the Alamo. So when I was six years old, I went to San Antonio, Texas. What I wanted to do for my birthday, my dad took me to the Alamo. And if you haven't ever been before, and San Antonio is an incredible town, but if you haven't ever been before, uh, the Alamo is just right in the middle of San Antonio. And you have this idea, if you've watched the movies, if you've obviously uh, paid attention that there's going to be some massive pasture of land all around it because of the way the battle was fought back in the day, right smack dab in the center of San Antonio. But is a really, really cool uh, historical experience if you are like me. I try to hit every Civil War battlefield, and uh, obviously if you are interested in American history back in 1836... That was a uh, it was a heck of a time to be studying. So, Clay, Clay, my life's one of my life's goals is to fly to the tiny island of Malta in the middle of the Mediterranean. Oh yeah, you to see the siege fortifications of the great siege of fifteen sixty five. So yeah, no, you're good. You're in good company. That's why this I'm is, surprised you haven't been to the Alamo before. I haven't even been to the Statue of Liberty, and I live in New York City. Is that so true? Some, yeah, you yeah. just weren't willing to get on the boat to go out to. I just see never it? got taken as a kid, and everyone that I know has already been, and I don't want to go by myself. You know what? This is actually amazing. At some point this summer, I might have my kids up in New York City now that they're getting back to normalcy in New York City, and maybe you can join us on the trip to the Statue of Liberty with my kids. I will tag along for the great Travis Statue of Liberty extravaganza, no question. On a, on a beautiful day, it's quite nice. I've I've been to Staten Island. I haven't ever been, been to Staten Island. I've never been to the Statue of Liberty Why were you at Staten Island? Island? 
Why was I in Staten yeah. Island? I got friends in Staten all Island. All right, I'm just wondering. I know peeps. I'm uh, just wondering. Just saying. Um, all right, so the Ukraine situation continues to evolve. We're seeing a lot of different companies take action against everything having to do with Russia. The sanctions are still not having the full impact that they could if we were willing to stop paying for Russian oil. I saw Marco Rubio tweet out this morning that we are buying 600,000 barrels of oil from Russia every day, uh, which is madness because we're just putting more money into Russian coffers that Vladimir Putin is then using to fight his war in Ukraine. But I had an interesting conversation yesterday. Uh, My wife is in law school. She is finishing her law degree. And one of her law professors is at Vanderbilt University, uh, Vanderbilt University Law School, which is also where I went, um, has done an interesting study. He did a lot of work in international affairs uh, back uh, when he was in the military. And he's done a lot of work with war crimes named uh, Michael Newton. He's on the faculty at Vanderbilt. She brought me an editorial that he has written arguing that what the United States should do from now is obviously we're not going to commit resources in terms of putting actual soldiers on the ground. And it's not smart to get involved, I don't believe, in this uh, idea of whether or not you're patrolling the skies, whether you're going to try to restrict the flow of Russian air uh, superiority. What he says is something where I think the conversation is going to get evolved, and that is Vladimir Putin is clearly in this expert on international uh, war crimes, again, Michael Newton, and there are many other people making the argument alongside of him, that this is clearly war crimes. And what the United States should do is Joe Biden should allow all of the people who are international war crimes experts to officially begin war crime investigations. Now, I want to play you this audio because I think it's a really interesting argument that the best way that America could put more pressure onto Vladimir Putin now is by investigating war crimes because it seems quite clear that those are going on. Now, Joe Biden was actually asked about this yesterday, and I want to play cut two because he won't say right now Putin is committing war crimes, even though it seems quite clear he is. Listen to this. Russia is committing war crimes in Ukraine. We are following very closely. It's early to say that. Too early to say that. All right. Well, President Zelensky says this is clearly genocide. He's on the ground right there in Ukraine. Play cut three. Listen to this. This is genocide and Nazism. And I am ashamed that we are in the 21st century in 2022 and we are seeing acts where uh, people are told, forget, forget Maya predictions of the end of the world. This is the end of the world. If there are such actions, this world is at an end for people like that. The issue is that we are the the border, the fence between them and the civilization. All right. And then in America, there are some politicians who are now picking up this argument, including Ukrainian-born congresswoman uh, from Indiana, Victoria Sparks, who says this is genocide. This is clearly a war crime. Listen to what she said. 
this question and how it should be answered about Vladimir Putin and whether he's a war criminal. Hopefully, you know, we can have more pressure that for things happen because people need to have, you know, responsibility for the genocide, for killing people, for war crimes. It's not a war, it's killing extermination of people. All right, your thoughts on this argument, Buck? Well, first of all, Russia is no longer a signatory to the International Criminal Court. They pulled out in 2016 after the annexation of Crimea. Now, does that really matter? No, because you can still bring charges technically in the International Criminal Court against somebody for war crimes, even if they're not a signatory. But it does complicate matters a little bit. Uh, You'd also have to have a state willing to arrest Vladimir Putin. And Putin is not leaving. Putin is not touching down anywhere anytime soon where you would have anybody willing to recognize that jurisdiction. Um, You would have Vladimir Putin also arguing that. Uh, coalition U.S. actions. I'm saying what he would argue. I'm not yeah. saying it's true, but he would argue that coalition U.S. actions in Iraq and Afghanistan in different contexts also would constitute war crimes, right? So there's, this is not going to, it's not going to stop the conflict now. This is more of a, when the, when the conflict uh, is no longer ongoing, would you have a conversation about this? There's no way you're going to be able to get Vladimir Putin when he still wants to have the Russian war machine engaged in this invasion of Ukraine, no one's taking him down with a with a legal challenge, right? Do you think so, it makes people around him nervous? Because Putin may feel like I'm protected, I'm above the law. I think it's quite clear that Putin himself would say that. The argument I think that is interesting is, are there people that don't have Putin's protections that are also closely allied enough with the decisions that are being made in Russia that it might give them pause and or make them nervous and start to unwind a bit the legitimacy of Putin's reign? Yes, but you also have to remember that even billionaire oligarchs in Putin's orbit will be fed to the tigers sometimes. I mean, he doesn't really care, right? So so as, if you're not getting at Putin, who can you get around him that would actually uh, put enough pressure on him to make him change his decision-making here? And also... I, I think U.S. perception of who and to what degree of support, uh, who supports Putin and to what degree inside of Russia, we just don't really, we don't really have a good sense of that. Um, I mean, the intelligence community, uh, journalism, people that are, are looking at this issue, I think are having to engage in a lot of guesswork over who would actually get this guy to stop what he's doing right now. And I think there's a, a greater recognition um Today, uh, certainly, as you have the loss of the first city, although there's some debate or some conflicting reports, but you have Kherson on the Black Sea, which has fallen. You have Mariupol, which is on the Sea of Azov. So these are uh, the southern part of Ukraine that is looking like it's about to fall. You've got Kharkiv still getting shelled. You've got Kiev, the capital, on the way to being encircled. Uh, The Russian war machine is is showing no signs of slowing, uh, slowing down. And just because they didn't get a a blitzkrieg or a, a lightning fast victory in the beginning, you know, it's if you think about it in chess, there are some moves you can make that'll end the chess match. I forget there's you know terms for all this, but in less than five or less than ten moves, you can actually end a chess match. Putin may have tried that, but that doesn't mean that he's not going to keep going, even if that initial salvo, uh, so to speak, failed. So I think that this is going to get it's going to get a lot worse. Um, I think that we're very far from seeing Russia feel like and Putin feel like there's enough pressure being brought against him that he would change this. Once he creates a reality, one of the problems we have here is you can't 
North Korea eyes Russia. It's never going to happen, right? So you have a lot of people with tremendous influence and assets globally in Russia, talking about the, the oligarchs, who, when, when this is done, when the ceasefire happens, or whenever this conflict comes to a terminus, and hopefully it's, you know, days, I think it will be months, um, but whenever this actually happens, you, you're going to have to deal with bringing Russia back into the fold. There, there is no future in which, and Putin knows that. He knows people want the gas to flow. He knows there's a lot of ways to uh, continue on with this. So that that makes everything more challenging. All the pressure we bring to bear, Clay, feels, I think, from the Russian perspective, Putin perspective, as though it's temporary and is set up that way. I think it's an interesting question. How long are Americans going to care? And that may be the balancing act that Vladimir Putin, in his mind, is trying to consider, right? It's very easy to be pro-Zelensky and pro-Ukraine when the story is fresh and it's new and we're the first seven days, first ten days in. But to your point, if this drags into, let's say it's June, let's say it's July, is American news still going to be leading with the latest news from Ukraine? Because I think that it's an interesting dynamic because the longer Ukraine holds on, the more it challenges Putin, but also the more difficult it becomes, I think, for American interest to remain. Does that make sense? How long is the lead story in every newscast going to be the minute-by-minute updates of what's going on in Ukraine? There were over a half a million people, and I should see what the most recent estimates are, who died in the Syrian civil war. That went on for years. There was no U.S. military engagement on the ground. Obviously, no nuclear powers involved there. Oh, well, I shouldn't say that. Russia became involved, but I mean, the, the warring factions inside of Syria uh, were on a very different scale than the, than the Russian war machine. By the way, that was another place where Russia essentially got its way through the application of force. You see the last 10 years or so, in Georgia, Russia got what it wanted. Crimea and eastern Ukraine got what it wanted. Syria propped up the Assad regime, got what it wanted. A lot of help from the Iranians, too. So there hasn't actually been a real um, a real slapdown, if you will, of Russia's imperial ambitions. If anything, it's been really building to this point. I think people have been ignoring it. So will Americans continue to care? Um yeah, I mean, it's. I, I keep telling everybody this because I just think you need to psychologically be prepared for it, Clay. Everyone needs to be prepared for this to get a whole lot more horrific and ugly because that's the, that's the trajectory of these conflicts when they go on like this. The first week is never the worst week. And extend for months, potentially, in terms of the way that you're balancing out. I think there's this idea among many people who are following this story that on any given day there may be a resolution to this story. And that's unlikely. This is much more likely to be a marathon than it is a sprint the way that it's being set out right now. There's also a cognitive dissonance. We were talking to Larry before, uh, Larry Kudlow, about this before, and they haven't put on the full scope of sanctions on the energy market because it would be too economically painful. So on the one hand, you have a lot of people going on TV. You have the analyst class. You have... uh, you know, the, the, the Democrats and, and a lot of Republicans who are essentially saying we will do anything to stand for democracy in Ukraine, not troops, but also not make energy too expensive. You know, you can already see there is a price that has already been put on this. I agree with the red line about troops and about us fighting the Russians. It is interesting, though, that the people that are the loudest uh, sort of chest thumpers, if you will, about how our principles are at risk in Ukraine 
Unless the oil prices get too high, in which case, let's not get... <laughs> that's right. Let's not, that's what's, that is reality, folks. That is going on right now. So I think everyone needs to remember that as we continue to follow us. We'll have more for you on this, too. Obviously, a very uh, important, complicated topic. And and then we've. We, I do want to hear Clay's take on where we're going with the uh, the transgender swimmer issue, because the sports, crazy. sports media is finally... I was going to say diving into this, and I didn't. I didn't. That's what happened. Anyway, That's well done. Thank you, sir. You want to be comfortable every day? Splurge a bit with Tommy John loungewear. I say splurge because the sooner you'll make it your first purchase, you'll start wearing that new gear you'll want even more. You'll go back online. I'm sitting here right now in a Tommy John hoodie next to Clay, and I love this gear. Their T-shirts, their underwear, their lightweight hoodies, they're so comfortable. It allows you to do everything better. With dozens of comfort innovations, once you've tried Tommy John underwear, you're never going back. Innovations like products made with moisture-wicking fabric that has four times the stretch of competing brands, not to mention designing their products so that the legs never ride up and the non-rolling waistband makes for the perfect fit. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They've got fanatics. Clay and I are proudly two of them. With over 17 million pairs sold, men across America love their Tommy John underwear. Shipping and returns are free because every pair is backed by Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free guarantee. Get 20% off your first order right now at TommyJohn.com slash buck. That's just TommyJohn.com slash B-U-C-K. Go to TommyJohn.com slash buck for 20% off. See site for details. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. Meet Kelsey. When she found out she was pregnant, she wasn't sure where to turn. But after meeting with the counselors at a pre-born network clinic, they welcomed her and supported her and provided her with a free ultrasound. Kelsey heard her baby's heartbeat and she chose life. When a mother looks at her child through a sonogram, it does something to you. You know, I ended up deciding to keep my son, who is now five years old today. He's amazing. He brings absolute joy to my heart. I could not imagine life without him. By introducing a woman to her baby on an ultrasound, a baby's chance at life doubles. Your tax-deductible donation of $5,000 will sponsor Preborn's entire network for 24 hours, helping to rescue 200 babies. To donate, use your cell phone and dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 saying baby. Or donate securely at preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K, sponsored by Preborn. Welcome back into the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. What should be done about the situation in Ukraine from the U.S. perspective, from the West, from NATO allies, from the world perspective, actually? Well, we have former uh, former 
Treasury Secretary and Trump, Stephen Mnuchin, was on CNBC saying we actually should sanction Russian energy. Play clip seven, please. I would immediately cease any payments in the, the energy markets. The fact that money is still going to Russia through that is something I would stop immediately, and I would sanction more people that are around Putin. One of the most important issues for national security is, is that the U.S. is energy independent, not to minimize the environmental issues, but, but now is the time to reconsider things like pipelines, things like LNG, which are a much cleaner form of energy. Clay, this is apparent now. The Biden administration is hostile toward fossil fuels in a whole variety of ways. But beyond that, they're saying they will not. So we get all these lectures about how the, the, you know, the democracy in Ukraine is a, is a critical global interest and in all this stuff, which, OK, yes, we want the Ukrainians to defeat the Russians and, and have control of their country for sure. But we're also under an administration that says all that and then says, well, we're not going to sanction their, their energy because it's going to be too pricey. And that's exactly right. And ultimately, this is a political calculation because right now we've got seven and a half percent interest, Buck. And we know that the price of oil is going to go up. Your gallon of gas over five dollars a gallon now, I believe, in San Francisco area, the first community to go over five dollars a gallon, if I'm not mistaken. And if this battle is going to continue and we're going to stop paying for six hundred thousand barrels of oil, which is what Marco Rubio tweeted this morning, we're doing on a day-to-day basis, then there's going to be a cost. And that cost is going to be paid at the pump as the price of oil is now over $110, $114, may go to an all-time high, which would drive inflation even higher. And one of, Buck, you know this, one of the number one indicators for how you're going to do in a midterm or in any election, price of gas. Maybe the most important. Uh, Mike Lindell, he's got an awesome series of products out there. He's got the pillows, but he's also got tiles, towel sets, slippers, robes, mattress toppers, Giza Dream Sheets, all of those. You can trust Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. And right now, he's got an incredible offer for you. The My Slippers. They are 50% off. My wife loves them. Yours will, too. You will love them yourself. All you have to do is go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, use the promo code Clay and Buck, 60-day money-back guarantee, plus a copy of Mike Lindell's book free with your purchase. That's MyPillow.com, 50% off. Use the code Clay and Buck. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. We are down in the great city of Houston, KTRH. Many of you listening here, we got a big event going on tomorrow. Uh, Jesse Kelly, Michael Berry, and more of the crew that is on this great station, KTRH, down in Houston. We appreciate you making uh, this show number one in the city of Houston. We're excited to be here for the next couple of days. So, Buck. Uh, this is a crazy story that I think is going to continue to get crazier. And it threatens the very foundation of women's athletics. And it also points to the cultural fault line, I would say, that exists right now where so many people are afraid to say basic 100% certain truths, which are these. Men compete against men and women compete against women in all athletics. The NCAA Swimming Championships are going to begin in less than two weeks. And there is a big Sports Illustrated exclusive with the transgender swimmer at the University of Pennsylvania. 
who is poised to potentially, despite the fact that this swimmer swam with the men for three years before deciding to become a woman, has been setting all sorts of, and I'm using quotation marks here, women's swimming records all over NCAA sports this spring and, uh, well, I guess this winter. And this new swim uh, swimming competition, now this uh, women swimmer who calls herself Leah Thomas, is going to compete, potentially set all-time records in at Georgia Tech down in the Atlanta area for the NCAA Women's Swimming Championships, and also is now saying that she, he, whatever phrase you want to use to describe this swimmer, wants to be on the women's swimming team in the Olympics in 2024. So if you think it's already a crazy story, that a man can swim for three years as a man in men's swimming and then change teams and become a woman and become the greatest women swimmer potentially in the history of college athletics, that now this swimmer wants to become a member of the women's swim team. Now, let me just give you this as a, let's take it outside of the world of men's and women's athletics. Every single boxer out there, Anyone who's ever been a fan of boxing knows that there's heavyweight boxers, buck, big, strong dude, six, you know, six foot more. You weigh over 220 pounds, big, the biggest guys out there. Do not fight against the smallest guys. Uh, if you look at Little League, I coach Little League baseball, I coach Little League basketball. I don't get to bring in a 17 year old to play in my 11 year old basketball league or my 11 year old baseball league. Guy would be a lot better. Because he's a full-grown man. This is a direct attack on women's athletics. It would, in theory, create the end of women's athletics. Because as soon as you allow men who are bigger, stronger, and faster than women to identify as women and compete against them and beat them, it is an absolute destruction. And we're not getting, and this has got me so fired up, Buck, all these people out there who claim to be big feminists, all these people who claim to be care so much about Title IX and women's equality, they're all silent and they're complicit in this craziness. This was all predictable. And what was fascinating was as this played out, I'd say over the last 10 years in particular, the trans agenda as it comes to as it relates to uh, sports issues. We were always told in the early days, I'm sure you remember this, oh, that's not going to happen. That's exactly that's, what we were told. That we're, no one's saying that. Just be polite. Just be nice. This is about being nice. This is about being decent to people. Use their preferred pronouns. Agree with them. Just do this because you're being a nice person. I really hate, and this is used often against people on the right in this country, because I think that, and I know people would argue with this over the, uh, they'd say, well, Trump might have changed that in some way, but I think conservatives have a culture of politeness and consideration. I, I, I think that, that, I just believe that. I Maybe people could argue with me. And this is now about trying to take what started out as courtesy, using someone's preferred pronoun, and just deny objective reality. That's that's what has that's the transition, if you will, that we have been witness to here. And there's a lot of the, the same way that they were making arguments, Clay, about masks. Oh, come on, it'll make people feel better. You know, it's fine. And ignoring the downside. Let's just talk about that for a second here, because all you ever hear from the media is this is about someone's affirmation and this is about, 
you know, who they are as a person, all this sort of stuff. Which is the way the entire Sports Illustrated article is written, not surprisingly, as if this person is a hero. What about the Olympic hopeful on the U.S. or any team for that matter who has lived like a third of her life in a swimming pool to be at the absolute top of that uh, of that sport who will possibly now go to the Olympics and lose out on a gold medal, lose out on any medal, lose out on a spot on the team entirely. What about the lack of kindness and courtesy for that person? This is just like when we're talking about, oh, let the transgender youth, you know, in high school use the, the, the girls' locker room. It'll make them feel better. Uh well, what about the 12-year-old girl that now has to get dressed next to a, a, a biological, biological male. male, also known as a male? This is why, you know, it started out with just use the preferred pronoun, just be nice to people. And we all, look, we want to be nice. We want to treat everybody well. But at some point, you can't live by lies. And Leah Thomas is living by a lie here. Leah Thomas, you can change your name. It's fine. You know, call, call this person Leah. But even in all the news coverage of it, it's always uh, it's always a situation where Leah Thomas is referred to as a she. Leah Thomas is not a she. And and once you start with the basic, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this concession that gender gender cannot be changed. That's not reality. It's not scientific reality. But uh, but also just on the on the on the losses that will occur because of this to people. Leah Thomas is not the last person who's going to do this. And think of all the people along the way. Who feel like not only are they missing out on medals and spots on teams, Clay, but at some level their sport is being made a mockery of now. This is absurd. Uh, Women's swimming is being made a mockery of by by the reality of not actually segregating anymore by gender. This is absurd. Well, what's also wild about this, Buck, is we talk so much about improper benefits in the world of athletics. And so take it outside again of transgenderism. And if you are taking steroids, for instance... Uh, we're living down in Houston where Roger Clemens was, right, for a large part of his career, if I remember correctly. If you're able to be bigger, stronger, and faster through using drugs, you aren't allowed to compete. They test you for the Olympics, right, to see whether or not you're using prohibited substances. How in the world is changing your gender not considered to be a prohibited substance? Just follow me on this on this logic. If you can get you know, Barry Bonds, let's use Barry Bonds as an example. Most people know him. Uh, great player, decides that he's going to use steroids, becomes the home run king of Major League Baseball, gets caught using steroids, and Congress investigates what is going on with steroids in baseball. You can argue whether or not Congress should get involved, but the idea was the inherent fair play of athletics demanded that Congress investigate, and also because we didn't want to encourage 15-year-olds, 16-year-olds out there to shoot themselves up with drugs. Back in the day, the East German women dominated in the Olympics because they were using steroids. Same thing happened with Russians, right? They were doping, they were using all sorts of illegal substances. How is that impermissible? But you are going to say a man can decide to turn himself into a woman by using drugs, and then that man can dominate women's athletics, and that's considered to be okay. And I'll give you an example of what you were just hinting at, Buck. We, uh, My guys did a great job, and girls, covering this at OutKick and still are, uh, because most people won't touch it in the world of sports. One of the girls on the Penn swimming team who didn't want her name to be used said that when she grows up and gets married and has her own kids, she hopes that she has boys because if she has girls, her fear is 
transgender men who have decided to become women are going to end women's athletics. She said what you pointed out. Right now, it's one person who is dominating in women's sports. But what happens when there's 15 people dominating women's sports? What happens when the sprinting uh, at the Olympics is all dudes who have decided to be girls? And and who thinks who thinks that there's not going to be in an increase in this? Once you we're talking about the Olympics, you you meet a college swimmer, you obviously don't make a dime, and and swimming is not in general a big uh, a big money draw for anybody. Until you're talking about being a gold medalist, yes. gold medalist is they, they've done analysis to show it's worth seven figures, right? It's worth a few million dollars, especially in a sport like swimming it, it, where people pay right. attention at the Olympics. There's there's actual endorsement value to that. Well, now now you get to be a hero to those who are on the ideological left for doing this because they remember they they don't think this is bad. The the true hardcore left in this country thinks that this is to be celebrated, and if you don't celebrate it, you're a bigot. That is the official. Party line. Ask AOC. Ask anybody who's a Democrat on the left who is prominent in the movement, and they'll say, this is great. I celebrate this. Leah Thomas is a hero, a civil rights hero. They're completely insane, but but put that aside. She called herself reportedly the Jackie Robinson of women swimming. I mean that is so offensive. On uh, I mean that's crazy, right? Now that, that yeah. she there's been a dispute about whether that quote was out there, but that report has been out there that one of her teammates said that she is referring to herself as the Jackie Robinson Un- of women's unbelievable. swimming. Unbelievable, and and yet here we are. This is once you have people that are going to become millionaires. Now your choice is become transgender, be a multimillionaire and a hero to the left, uh, or or be an obscure, you know, just an okay athlete. male swimmer, an okay male swimmer. What what's What's the choice going to be for a lot of people? I think we all we all recognize. And by the way, this is going to be increasingly normalized too. That's yes. the whole point. So this won't even be a thing that gets a lot of attention. That is the, the true goal of the movement. Here is essentially you can't make any gender uh, gender distinction when it comes there- to sports competition. Which can we all just remind ourselves? We all know this is crazy, right? Everyone yes. listening to this knows it's crazy. Democrat Party, Nancy Pelosi will not denounce it. Joe Biden will not denounce it. Top to bottom, they'll go along with it. No woman, fuck would ever win an Olympic medal again if we only had a unisex sport, right? If if you, every sprinter, and here's a great example, we're down in Texas right now, every single high school boy who set a Texas State sprinting championship record was faster than the fastest woman who's ever existed in the most recent, uh, the most recent state competition. It's a big difference. Women would never win. This is the destruction of women's athletics if it continues to grow, which it will. Car repairs are no longer simple or inexpensive. If your vehicle's out of warranty, it's a big deal. You have to plan for the maintenance and repairs. And you know what? This is why so many people have a protection plan through CarShield. Whether your car has 5,000 or 100,000 miles on the odometer, CarShield has monthly coverage options for all budgets. They make it easy to get your car fixed. When you need repairs, you choose the mechanic you trust. CarShield takes care of the rest. They can give you a rental car, roadside assistance, trip reimbursement, all included at no extra cost. They've helped millions of Americans. That's why they, millions of Americans, that's why they are America's number one auto protection company without a doubt. Getting the coverage is as easy as one. One, two, three. One, contact CarShield for your free quote. Two, tell them about your vehicle. Three, choose the type of protection you need. If you love your car, take care of it. Get covered today. Go to carshield.com slash Clay and Buck or call 800-391-8888 to get 10% off your plan. That's carshield.com slash Clay and Buck or 
800-391-8888 to save 10%. A deductible may apply. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There is a great evil taking place in our society. Since 1973, over 64 million babies' lives have been taken. Preborn is dedicated to saving these precious lives. And every day, the staff members at Preborn Clinics rescue 200 babies and help women in crisis by sharing light, love, and a free ultrasound. That changed my life, just from that ultrasound picture. You see, when an expectant mother meets her precious baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, she is twice as likely to choose life for her baby. Would you join me and Preborn in rescuing babies' lives? One ultrasound is just $28, and for $140, you can sponsor five ultrasounds helping to rescue five babies' lives. To donate securely, use your cell phone and dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 saying baby, or go to preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash buck. You will never regret saving a baby's life. Visit preborn.com slash buck, sponsored by Preborn. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Welcome back into the Clay and Buck Show. We're here live in Houston. KTRH hosting us, our wonderful station. To all of our Houston listeners, thank you so much for making us number one in our time slot in this market, the fourth largest city in America. Interesting, Clay, I was checking this out because I wanted to make sure Houston is number four in terms of population. Then you get into some, you know, San Antonio is now listed as being bigger than Dallas, which I found, I feel, is that even possible? They, there are so many lies out there. So he, the way they do that is, uh, and I think we're on, I know we're on in Jacksonville. Jacksonville, if you, have you ever been to Jacksonville before? Florida, no. Oh, okay. So if anybody who's in Jacksonville right now knows what I'm talking about, you can drive in the city of Jacksonville, and city is in quotation marks here, kind of defined like woman, uh, in quotation marks. You can drive in Jacksonville for like three hours and still be in, in Jacksonville. Jacksonville yeah. So the definition of what the market is is so expansive. Uh, but the four biggest cities, no matter how you define it, New York, L.A., Chicago, and Houston. And uh, yeah. it's awesome to be uh, number one in this market. Phoenix gotten really big, too, population. Phoenix is right up there. San Antonio, Dallas. These are some of the places. You know, D.C. is 
only 600,000 for the uh, the Washington DC, but when you add it's really the city extends way beyond what is technically DC. That would also be a, a bigger place. But anyway, Mike in Wisconsin. He's with us now. I wanted to get some of the lines here. What's up, Mike? How you doing? Excellent. Good. My question is if Leah Thomas is competing basically as a different person, can he petition the NCAA for three more years of eligibility? It's it's a ridiculous, absurd question. The answer is no. Uh, because no matter, you only get basically, now COVID has kind of mixed this thing up, but you get essentially most years five years to play four, right? So if you're a college athlete, once you start your ticking clock, you can't, you get five years. So he or she only has five years to play. It, it sounds like a ridiculous question, but it is an intriguing one. If you're totally changing your gender, do you get more years? You can't be. Uh, you know, a 30-year-old freshman who's in their ninth year of uh, of swimming. All right, next up we have a Sharon in here in Houston, Texas. we got a Houston caller. What's up, Sharon? Are you coming to the party tomorrow night? Howdy. Welcome to Houston. No, I, w- I will not be at the party. I'm sorry, but I do listen to Michael Berry show, and I listen to EIB Network. I've been listening since 2012. When Timothy in Benghazi was bombed, and I needed to find real news, and so I I switched over to EIB Network. So anyway, I wanted to say today, since y'all are in Texas, that I want to reiterate what our senator from Texas has said, Senator Ted Cruz. He said about Ukraine, he said that Putin is wanting to gain control of the energy in the world, and that's why he's making this move into the Ukraine. And he said, under the Budapest Memorandum of 94, we have a moral obligation and commitment to help defend Ukraine. And he said, to do that, we need to give them arms to defend themselves and cut off the Nord Stream pipeline to Russia. And, and, of course, we all know that it would, like um, Larry Kudlow said earlier right here on your show, drill, drill, drill right here in Texas and all over our United Amen. States. Amen. You're right. 100% right. Thank, thank you, Sharon. Yeah, look, I, I would say this. We are giving them and have been giving them uh, Ukrainians arms along with other countries. I mean, when you know you've upset the international community, when the Swedes are sending your enemies missiles and when the Swiss are willing to freeze bank accounts. So there there has been a lot of movement uh, from not just the U.S., from other countries, too. But if we're going to talk about Ukraine, we also have to be very realistic. And arms alone of the kind that we can send are unlikely to be unlikely. I hope that this assessment is wrong. Unlikely to be enough to stop the Russian military juggernaut from what it is doing right now. We'll come back into some of that because Jen Psaki Clay was just asked about it. Um, so we've got that cover the next hour. What are you? What other topic? We got Zuby coming up with us oh in the gosh, next that's segment. Right, Zuby, fantastic. He's been a great voice on COVID, on freedom in the era of COVID, and how we get out of this madness. Uh, looking forward to talking to Zuby, a man only needs one name. Zuby, he'll be with us shortly. <laughs> Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. of restless nights at lisa we know good sleep is essential for mental physical and emotional health 
From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Hear fascinating animal stories to explore wildlife across the globe in Season 3 of Amazing Wildlife. Starting March 15th, listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for a better solution to keep your firearms in high-performance condition? Visit RiptideArmory.com for the most advanced proprietary gun cleaning formula on the market. Right now, get up to $40 off any cleaning kit for a limited time on RiptideArmory.com and take advantage of this amazing deal today. Riptide's two-step cleaning kit offers state-of-the-art technology and guaranteed satisfaction. Riptide Armory is a veteran-founded business, and you can trust that all chemicals are American-made and quality-tested. Shop RiptideArmory.com.